Hey tryhards, Ethan here. Before we get into the show today, I want to talk to you guys about Patreon. Patreon is a donation service, a monthly subscription service where you donate money to me to support the show, to support uh, the growth of it, whether that means merchandise or more podcasts or other things of that nature. And I would really appreciate if you guys will be willing and able to give just a little bit of whatever extra money you may have. Because while the show will always be free for everyone to listen, um, the way to make it isn't. And I'm in college, and things are expensive. So I'd appreciate any little amount that you're able to give. So thank you for donating, and thank you even more for listening. Hello, my name is Ethan Hewlin. Like you, I live in a world that never stops moving. Also like you, I have stories. These are my stories. The true stories of a tryhard. Welcome back to True Stories of a Tryhard. I am Ethan Hewlin, and this week I am back with another special guest. Please welcome Melissa. Melissa, welcome. Thank you for having me. This is this is very exciting. Now, Lissa, we we've been talking uh, a little bit before um, before this call, and you said that you've never done this before. True. This is the first time I've ever uh, done anything remotely like this. How are you? How are you feeling right now? Ah, uh, very anxious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, when I first started doing this, I was pretty anxious the first few times I did it. I wasn't sure how people would uh, receive it and receive, like, my message and stuff. But, you know, it's something you get better with the more you do it, like, a lot of things. Yeah, I can see that. That um, That is a, how I felt a lot about pretty much all of the projects that I've been doing in the last couple of years. Uh, speaking of projects, uh, listeners, uh, Lissa and I are going to be talking about building a positive community around you. This is something that I am a huge proponent of and something that I really would really encourage anyone to do. Um, and Lissa is the, um, what do you think, what did you say your title is on um, the server that we're both in? Um, I am a moderator, so I basically, I help basically guide the community in terms of, like, events, I guess you could call them, um, but mostly just there to kind of monitor chats and reach out to people, and, um, of course, you know, every Discord server has to have a set of rules or guidelines and just making sure that people are sticking to those. Um, and just kind of helping the owners of that server do whatever they need to do. Right. So, Lissa, how did you first uh, come across uh, that server, which is called Happy Healing? It's something that uh, our friend Bree, I think Bree is the owner of that server, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, it's uh, Polly. Um, Polly it's is Polly, the owner, okay. and Brienne is kind of her co-admin. Um, they both kind of reached out to me um we were all actually part of a different discord community um just kind of mutual friends on there and they kind of reached out to me um 
one day and said that they were starting this project and they would um, wanted to know if I wanted to be a part of it. And I have, um, I mean, I'm not a professional in any kind of capacity with like therapy or mental health, but I do have a background in those fields. So I think that was kind of part of their decision making behind bringing me onto their team there. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I used to do was I worked in a behavioral health setting. Um, I worked for a residential treatment facility that worked with um, juveniles for about three years. I was a counselor for a program. What was that experience like for you? Uh, it was very eye-opening. It, it is a faction of the uh, United States correction system. It is geared towards juveniles, so anyone from aged that program was anywhere from age 13 to like the day before you turn 22. Um, and it was primarily based in anger management and um, dealt with people that had any, had charges from like drug use to simple assaults to, I don't know, breaking and entering, petty theft, things like that. Okay. Um, so going, going off of that, did having you in their life help at all or were there some that just didn't want to cooperate <laughs> uh well as with any program i mean there are always going to be some people who are more receptive to help than others um and the program had its own structure and guidelines that you, and framework that you had to kind of build within um, so as far as building like individual treatment plans for young people, it was tricky because they are all kind of still funneled through the same framework, but there was some room to kind of play around and try to meet each, um, each person's individual needs. And, you know, I have some horror stories, I have just as many horror stories as I have success stories and it's... I think about it, I think back to those days with um, a, with a lot of pride and hoping that I was able to make a difference in at least one person's life. Do you think that it's a fair assumption that you did? I think back to um, my favorite story, basically, is pretty much uh, the day that I was leaving. It was like, I think it was my last day on the job there. And I had a young man on my caseload. Um, and he was, uh, he was 18 years old and he had been expelled from pretty much all of the schools in his area and needed like half a credit to graduate and just like didn't see the point. And so we got him into the GED program which um, for anybody that's not familiar with that is basically a different set of tests that you can take instead of the SAT um, to get some kind of certification that will let you go on to higher education programs. Um, it is the equivalent, passing the GED is the equivalent of obtaining a high school diploma. And so we got him into this GED program and it became one of the requirements for him to graduate from the program and um, fulfill the terms of his probation. And I, 
on my very last day, like at the end of the day, as I'm getting ready to clock out and leave the building for the last time, I see him come up from school and he like has his certificate in his hands and he like holds it up and shows it to me. And that made me feel a whole lot of different feelings. <laughs> Hopefully all good, I assume. All good feelings. <laughs> so seeing that impact that you make on people's lives and having that background, you were brought into this project. Yeah. What? And Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Have you seen firsthand or maybe secondhand the impact that it's had on the community as a whole? In several ways, yes. Um, it's difficult, I think, to put together an online community in the way that we attempted to. Um, we knew that we wanted to stress um, pretty much out of the gate that this community was not going to be in place a replacement for professional aid. And that was our biggest rule in the group was that we are not professionals. We cannot diagnose you and we certainly cannot replace treatment. So if you need that, you need to seek out a professional. Um, and really just trying to incorporate as many... I don't want to say vague, but open-ended guidelines um, so that people could both kind of vent and process emotions and talk about their issues without without fear of judgment. Um, and also trying to make sure that people felt respected and safe and not having to risk running encountering a trigger if you're just going to walk into like a channel. Um, and see an image that bothers you. Absolutely. I I know for sure it's been a big help to me, um, just based on um, the year that we've had, and even before then, mm -hmm. just the other random stuff that's come up. Yeah, um, one of the things that I really wanted to do uh, in that server was do the group discussions, because mm -hmm. I've always kind of been a fan of being in a community. One of the things that I'm going to mention that I feel pretty comfortable mentioning is um, I grew up in a home that was involved with the Alcoholics Anonymous community. That is the community that I grew up with um, because there's, you know, certain people in my family did have those problems. And I can, I have very distinct memories growing up of being dragged along to these meetings and seeing how they work and seeing how they impacted the people that I care about. Um, and having, I, it always left this impression on me that like having a community that's been through the same things that you've been through and experiences and maybe processes information the same way that you do is just, even if it doesn't solve your problems, it's just a comfort. Definitely. Um, and that's why it's so important because I I've said it here. I don't know if I've told you directly, Lissa, but um, keeping things to myself has historically been bad for my mental health. Yeah, definitely. I think that's, I think that's, a pretty common shared feeling for a lot of people who are neurodivergent or processing trauma. 
Um, and I know as the temp the tendency and the feeling of like feeling like you need to keep it bottled up and just like put on a brave face for the world around you is so tempting. Um, but it is from personal experience, it is quite a relief when you are able to just sit down and talk to someone that you know gets it and you know has been there and they're not going to judge you and they might even be able to help you. Right. So how long have you been uh, involved with this? Um, with the Happy Healing Project specifically, I joined the, ch I joined the server pretty quickly uh, once it was set up. So I've been in the server since it was um, founded. I have I've been a mod. I joined the moderation team probably about six or seven months after that. Okay. I want to say. So I think the server was founded in, I want to say, right around the middle of 2018. Okay. So it's been a few years. Yeah, it's been a few years. And it's it's had its like spikes and dips. Like right now it's pretty quiet in there, um, which I don't consider a bad thing to me that means that people are dealing with their own lives and that can only be good yeah um part of one of one of the things the catch 22s of the healthcare profession is that if business is slow it means you're doing your job well yeah that's that is a bit of a catch 22 <laughs> uh my my aunt and my older sister are both nurses right now yeah um, yeah, you're you're and, not gonna get a whole lot of business if everyone's healthy, but you want right. everybody to be healthy. Yeah, it's it's a weird conundrum <laughs> they have, but you know at the same time, when you do need to seek out help, it's always nice to know that there's somewhere you can go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I don't know if I, I'm sure we're not the only online forum or server even on discord um that people use for mental health support um but it is something that i would recommend as a definitely a supplement to a professional therapist like if you have no other options or like in addition to that Ideally, it would be in addition to, but I know that therapy is expensive and not all insurance supports it. So if it was a situation where you knew you needed help and you knew you couldn't afford or you didn't have the resources to reach out to someone, a professional, an online community can be beneficial in that way in that you might learn a lot from the people around you and you may even pick up some good coping skills. But I do kind of have to bring up, and I think it would be unfair to just kind of tout our server as being all wonderful and, and great um, without also kind of bringing up the cons of it. Because, sure. you know, as with any online community, especially one where you can be at least semi-anonymous, like Discord, you can be anonymous if you would choose to be. Um... The danger is that, you know, you don't know who you're going to get in that community and you don't know necessarily the 
framework you're getting or the agenda that they want to push. Um, there are there are some tragic things that have happened because of online mental health supports, quote unquote, where unfortunately things like self harm are glorified and and encouraged amongst their users. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, like even in our own even in our own server, we are pretty strict with our rules about how you need to handle yourself. Um, sure. We have had to, unfortunately, remove users from our server that refuse to acknowledge that they have a problem or have refused to seek out professional aid when it's very clear that they need that. Um, and it's not that we don't want to help them at that point. It's just that they've reached a point that they are becoming toxic and refusing mm -hmm. to address it. And so when you join an online community like that, it's that's kind of the risk you take is because these are not professionals and you are not paying for a service, you're not that you're, these people are not contractually bound to help you. And if they decide that they can't or that this is way over their heads or you are just being a leech on their community, they have the right to say, I'm sorry, you don't belong here. Yeah, and I get what you mean by, by supplement because there's only so much that those of us who have no professional experience can do. I mean, you can be an empathetic person and try to help people understand what they're going through and um, do the best you can, but there is definitely a line that if it gets crossed, there is no going back from. Exactly. And, and again, as much as I hate to bring up so many negative things too, that you also run the risk in, in an online community of um, lawsuits. <laughs> I mean... With a, there is a legal aspect to this, and a lot of our rules and guidelines are kind of set up the way they are, so that should the absolute worst happen, we can't necessarily be held liable for that. Mm -hmm. um, and again, that's not out of uh, we don't want to help people or we're just, you know, it's not selfishly motivated. It's, it's scary. Lawsuits are scary. Getting sued is scary. Getting blamed for harming someone else is scary. And so, you know, any online community probably has procedures in place to protect themselves against things like that. And I think that's just important for people to be aware of that these aren't, this is not a professional setting. You're not going into an online community for professional help. You're going there to mingle with people who are just like you. Right. And that's kind of the whole point of this show that I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. I, I said in either my first episode or one of my first that I am not a mental health professional at all. I am just someone who has... Um, who has anxiety, who is clinically depressed, and just wants to help. Mm -hmm. And I've, I think I've made that pretty clear. Yeah, and, it, and I love the community that we've built 
even when it's slow, even when things are going well, even when people don't necessarily need the help. I love being a part of it because it is nice to be able to be there for someone who's hurting. And it's nice to know that if I ever need advice, I have people that I can go to. I've learned so much from our community over the last two or three years. I'm starting to actually understand that I've probably been misdiagnosed my entire life. And never have I been more motivated to seek out a proper diagnosis now that I'm almost 30 and more or less financially stable enough to be able to do that. Yeah, I'm still a college student, so financial stability is kind of questionable at this right. point. <laughs> so, I mean, that uh, is kind of the privilege that I have right now just because of where I am in my life. But it's it's kind of a relieving feeling and it's knowing knowing that other people who are just like me helped me get there is nice. Absolutely. And that's why I encourage people in quite a few episodes of this show, if if there's a supercut out there of me saying get yourself a community around you, I'd love to see it, but I say it <laughs> more often than I'd like to admit. <laughs> But it's for a reason. It yeah. always has been. Because... One of the things, yeah, like one of the things that I always encouraged um, the the kids that I worked with to do was, and I and I always tried to make this as available as I as possible within that program was to just like hang out, talk to each other. Um, we got to the point where, you know the the units were working well together so we could have times where we were all just like sitting in the community room um and kids could just like help each other with homework help each other with their clinical packets just talk just be kids you know and those were the best days yeah and while i am by nature an introvert I still like being around some people because regardless of where I draw my energy from, I still need a, at least a bit of interaction. Otherwise, yeah, everyone needs probably, that. Yeah, otherwise I'm not going to be in a good mood. For sure, for sure. I feel like that's something that everyone needs is just like even if it's just one or two people, just someone, someone that you can just go to and hang out with for a little while. For sure. So I've, I've said this before, and the reason I care so much about um, having a, a community around me to be able to help me in these sorts of situations is because there was a time in my life where people that I thought were my friends seemed to turn against me and mm. they were hurting me more than they were helping it's not that way anymore uh, yeah <laughs> i have definitely been there i i know how that feels yeah i it was not a good time in my life uh -huh. but thankfully um i was able to patch things up with them and actually now like, those people I hardly even talk to. Just, when you're when you're in high school and 
when you're out, you begin to realize how many of your friends are just friends because you're stuck in the same concrete box for seven hours a day. Yeah. And that's something I didn't know until after I graduated. It's really something nobody can know without experiencing it firsthand, I think. For sure. There's a reason that I only talk to, like, one person from my high school days. I mean, my roommate and I went to high school together. Um, A lot of my... Well, my close friend group is a total of five people. So we all... We've all known each other for a long time. Probably, if not a decade, it's pretty close. There's There was a... uh... A period of time from like the last few years of my high school days to pretty much the last couple of years of my college days where I just went I was just cycling through the same toxic personality over and over and over again with three or four different faces attached and that was a big learning experience for me I think yeah yeah, being able to kind of step back after graduating because I went I went away to school. I I went to school in a, a different state. Um so being able to kind of come home after that and realize that that was the cycle, that was my negative cycle and just kind of taking some time to analyze why that happened and what did I need to do to protect myself from having that happen again? That was quite a quite a harrowing experience. I think I learned a lot about myself in that time. And having the um, privilege of working for this program pretty much immediately after that uh, was really helpful for me at the time because the other aspect of that program is that you know, I'm in a position of authority and I kind of have to be a leader and make decisive, take decisive, sorry, decisive action um, when things don't necessarily run smoothly. Mm-hmm. And just being able to stand up for myself and not be afraid of confrontation. Yeah, I'm also fearful of confrontation just as a person i don't like it i don't like <laughs> it. i don't be like yeah i don't like being on the receiving end of it so i just being in a position where you have to address a teenager who is refusing to admit that he's done anything wrong and within the framework of that program having to basically stand there and not back down until they admit that they did something wrong and also simultaneously not escalate the situation to the point where it's not safe for anyone involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a skill that I had to develop probably over the course of six months. Wow. That seems relatively fast for it, something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> but it is a skill that has stuck with me surprisingly i there are certain things um that have that i carried with me from that place and i actually used that skill not two weeks ago in my new position my current position (laughs) well on on that happy note um lissa we are uh, kind of approaching kind of wrap time so is there any uh, are there any words of encouragement that you'd like to um 
say to the listeners who are looking for a community um, of positive reinforcement? Yeah, I would say if you are looking for a community of people to help you in your situation, first things first, just reach out. I know sometimes that can be the most terrifying step, but reach out and do it. And and whether that's you have to apply to join or whether that's you just have to click a button to join that community, just do it. Um, you're gonna meet all kinds of different people that way and you may like some groups and you may hate others, but at least you did it. And that's kind of the most important thing. You can always change your mind later and leave the group if you decide it's not right for you. But you're never going to know unless you take that step. Thanks, Lissa. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, actively? Uh, not at the moment. I would say that there are quite a lot of more qualified people than me to talk about the state of the world at the moment, but... I am a big proponent of supporting local charities. So if you know of a food bank in your town or a thrift shop that that takes donations, that's where I would spend my time and money. Where can people find you on the internet? I um, am I am a digital artist and webcomic illustrator, so if you are interested in that at all, um, I can be found on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Almsy Arts. All right. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in this week to True Stories of a Tryhard. You can find me on Instagram at ethan.t.hewlin. That is H-U-L-E-N. You can find me on Twitter at ETPhoneHome. Those are zeros. The E's are threes. You can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at True Stories Pod. The best way to get the word out about podcasts is via word of mouth and social media so please 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 share this with your friends share it on your social media and if you post it in some way and tag me you will get featured on the official podcast accounts and please feel free to leave a rating and review on apple podcasts i would very much appreciate it i'll be back with more stories next week so until then this is ethan hewlin and lissa signing off Thank you.